Hey friends, welcome back to the Honestly Jess podcast. I am just popping in. This is Editing Jess. Uh, wanted to give you a little heads up. Today's episode is an interview, which is super exciting. Um, but because of some technical hiccups on my end, the audio you hear from me is going to be really quiet. Um, but the interview was so good and I didn't want to waste this audio. So bear with me. So sorry that this is what's happening. I figured out what my issue was and I've got it fixed. So next time around, we won't have that problem. Um, but anyways, today we're hearing from my dear friend, Kendall Lennon, Lennon Camp. Wow. If I can even say her name. Kendall Linenkamp, who is up and coming in the wellness space and is an avid traveler. She and I bonded over that and many other things several years ago. Um, So I'm so grateful that she decided to come on the podcast and share so much of her heart behind wellness and what that means for her and how she sees that affecting the world, especially coming out of the pandemic and moving into all the ways that's changed our world. So thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. Today we have a guest with us. She is one of my absolute best friends. She's my travel buddy. She's my long phone call chat buddy. She will encourage you till the cows come home about literally everything in your life. And uh, she is stepping into the wellness space as a leader and entrepreneur. And so excited to have her here today. So put your like metaphorical through the audio whatever hands together for Kendall Lennonkamp. Hello. Hey, Jess. Thanks for having me. Okay. So tell me, uh, tell the people a bit about yourself, what you do, where you are right now. Let us know. Yeah. Um, So my name is Kendall Lennonkamp. I actually just got married about four months ago. Yay. Um, I'm living in North Carolina. Um, and I'm currently starting my own business as a wellness entrepreneur, as you said. Um, and kind of all thing well, all things wellness are going to be encompassed by it. Um, part of it is will be focused on travel, and then just um, I think my biggest goal for this company is to have um, people experiencing wellness every day where they are and where they grow to. So that's kind of what I'm working on now. Kendall, in the last few days, has realized that wellness is where she wants to start. So um, you said you recently wrote a wellness blog. Tell us a little bit about that and what you tried to tackle in it and how it kind of pushed you to where you're hoping your business will go and then how you just see this space leading some change. Yeah, so um, I'm a bit of a visionary, but I also like to be very much planner and type A. Um, and I think it's important to be vulnerable. Um And my first blog that I wrote was kind of about my own personal wellness journey. And it started back in late 2019. I was working, overworking myself at a ministry um, that I absolutely loved. um, But overworking can make you really like put a distaste in your mouth towards anything that you're doing. And I just realized that I needed a change. There was also a lot of health stuff going on back at home and um, the passing of one relative and a lot going on. And so I took that time to kind of run away. And then COVID started and just everything kind of fell from there. 
um, and realized that I was really sick for a long time and I didn't understand. I couldn't explain what was going on. I felt physically sick, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. That was the hardest one for me um, because I was in this uh, Christian organization that I was that was so concentrated in a godly community. And so feeling out of that because of just feeling tired and run down was really difficult. Um, so I knew that I needed to st- just step back and experience and learn new passions and things that um, brought me rest because I believe we all rest differently. Um, And some people that's a very active um, lifestyle of resting and other people it's um, spa treatments and whatever that looks like and other people it's um, hanging out with friends or being alone. There's so many different types of rest and wellness. Um, And so I was able to kind of find that And um, then there was a moment when I was out on the ocean and the Lord clearly spoke to me to be still. And that was the first time it felt like I really heard the Lord since being out of the ministry. And I knew that this was something I had to do. And um, I didn't know what it looked like at that moment, um, but I knew that I needed to live this lifestyle of wellness and rest because I had no authority to tell people to do that if I wasn't living it myself. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I know all of this, but also still hearing it again, it's just like, dang, it continues to hit home. Um, yeah. So <laughs> something that we've both been exploring recently, and like I've mentioned it on Instagram, um, but you and your husband do more strictly, is the whole vegan diet. And there is, of course, controversy around it. At the end of the day, there are health benefits to both it and eating normally. It's to each their own. But if is there something in particular that you found that changing that part of your life helped as kind of like a stepping stone towards other pieces of wellness like in your life? Or was it the like spiritual rest and things that led you to make the change? Um, yeah, great question. I think um, I think it was kind of a combination of both. Um, I think things slowly started to move forward, and I wasn't, I still wasn't feeling well um, physically, and that was an issue. And I've dealt with different sicknesses um, in my life, but this was just the idea of sluggishness. And in old Kendall, um, it was like, I'll drink four cups of coffee a day. I cannot do that anymore. It is so funny because barista for seven years. And then I'm like, I can have one cup of coffee in the day. And sometimes I finish it now. But, um, but I knew that when I was experiencing this um, just sluggishness, couldn't get through the day, I wasn't sleeping well. Um, yeah, my husband and I, we kind of sat down and we've watched a couple of different documentaries um, and we're a part of this run club, which is really amazing. Um, and some people in that run club do live a plant-based lifestyle. And we just, um, we tried it for a week and we both saw kind of those results for me. It was sleeping and clarity, like in my mind, and I didn't feel heavy. And that was such a beautiful thing Um, paired with uh, becoming sober that really allowed me to have that clarity that I really needed. 
Um, and we're still plant-based. I love this lifestyle. I, um, just because of different things that run in my family, it's a better option for me just to kind of break the generational stuff of it, which that does not mean I do not miss my cheese and my charcuterie boards. I do, but now it's hummus boards and that's okay. And I think everybody, I think everybody can eat more fruits and veggies and that's important and lentils and stuff. Um, but this is I, what I try to tell people that are like, oh, I could never do that. Well, you don't have to. If it's not your conviction, that is not what you need to do. But um, personally speaking, I'm able to run more. My husband, he ran a half marathon just on a whim because he was like, I have the energy to. We went out for a five mile run and he's like, I'm just going to keep going. And I'm like, it was, I think that was the big moment that he was like, oh, this is, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. I cannot relate in any Right. I think right now, the idea of wellness for people is kind of overwhelming in that mindset and stuff, because it does very much feel like that all or nothing of, oh, if I want to have wellness in my life, then I need to save up five grand and go to Bali and do the whole thing, which that's not it and stuff. And I think it's hard. A lot of people can't do the whole cold turkey style. And I don't think you should. Um, I mean, that those first couple weeks that David and I were transitioning into um, a plant based lifestyle, we still had we had butter in our fridge, and I do not like to waste things. And so we incorporated and used up the rest of stuff, I think we had a little bit of um, meat left too, and we finished it up and then made those transitions as needed. So um, yeah, and now uh, we're fully plant-based, but I just think it's important, like as long as you're doing what's best for your health and you're taking those steps, that is what's important and everything. And as well as to those um, spa vacations and everything, they seem so out there. Who's to say your wellness journey, it, it is fine if you buy a $5 face mask and you sit and that's how you can be peaceful. And it doesn't even necessarily, I think we all have an idea of what wellness looks like. Wellness for me sometimes is sitting on a park bench. It's this state of rest and being and being present, which I think a lot of people can't be present because we have these crazy small computers in our pocket 24 seven and we're we're anxious about the future. We're regretful about the past. And we can't, we don't know how to just sit and be with ourselves and appreciate this moment for what it is. Um, and that's why I really try to encourage people. This is, this is the moment and this is the moment you won't get back. So if you can take this time to make whatever decision will best benefit you, you should do that. Oh Lord. 
<laughs> Why are you out here encouraging me on my own podcast, Morty? <laughs> I started counseling early today, so I'm like, all of the moods have just absorbed <laughs> all of the things. We love it. Amen. Yeah, literally the best. Okay, yeah, so it is really like a lot of times for people it becomes that whole eat, pray, love scenario of like, you go and you travel and you do this thing and you meet people and you fall in love, blah, blah, blah. But like, the reality is, yeah, like I found wellness now to be like, I try and keep my phone off at least by 9.30 and then I hop into bed and I read a book. And like, I took a walk this morning before I even ate breakfast. Like I just took a little yogurt with me and I hit the park and it was wonderful. But yeah, it becomes those sustainable rhythms that we try and build into our days to just become more focused and more present because you're right, we get overwhelmed thinking about the past and the future and don't know how to just like literally plant our feet and, like, my counselor taught me this trick, like, the first time I ever, like, saw her, and I've told you this before, like, you put your hand on something, and then you work through your five senses of, like, where you are, what you're feeling, what you see, what you smell, what you hear, um, and, like, and that's helpful, um, but, yeah, finding ways to cultivate rhythms like that in, like, internally, and then making a tangible outward movement happen is huge, let alone easy. Exactly. And the thing is, too, is that it's those consistent habits. And that's what I try to tell people and stuff, because I I am a huge fan of travel. I love to travel. That is a big part of my business. I want to be able to do that and give back. And we can get into that a little later. But um, the whole point is to have these small, consistent wellness things in your day and to make sure when you have it's it's things like making sure you take your breaks at work, take your lunch break, drink water throughout the day, um, do, take, having these better choices um, and choosing to do that is just so important. Like you said, going for a walk, just something so simple. And I think people sometimes think it's so out there, but it really is just even if it's five minutes, you can have that wellness and that rest for five minutes and your whole entire day can change, honestly. So let's do a little brief pivot to travel because we know this is our thing. Um, so tell the people where you have been and then give us two places you are dying to go, whether this year or next year. Oh, wow. Okay. So I've been um, to a few places, quite a few places. I've been to Mexico, Canada, Thailand, Hawaii all over the states um australia oh gosh yeah so that's just kind of to start um and but where i'm dying to go wow oh italy yeah <laughs> that was great. that was really fun that was our trip <laughs> that's awesome uh, with our other friends yeah um wow so i I'm really dying to go to, oh, it's so hard because I have a list of about 15 places in my head. <laughs> so while well, my husband and I later this year, we're going to Puerto Rico and I really want to go to Puerto Rico. Um, I know COVID stuff has made it really complicated, which is fine and totally respecting the laws that countries put in place. So don't want to disrespect that and it really tricky um but so as long as everything's good we're gonna go to puerto rico and then wow i really want to go to spain i have been dying to the camino de santiago 
for the last six years and I want to go so badly um, and I will do it. And that is another form of wellness for me is hiking and I love it so much. Um, so I'm hoping to go um, to Spain soon. That would be an incredible time. And we're going to Mexico again. So that's Yes, yes. Oh my gosh, Spain looks beautiful. I mm -hmm. And because I've been to Portugal, I'm like, now I need to visit its native Spain. So right. I'm like, I've also looked into moving to Portugal or Italy doesn't work out because yeah. I to move to Italy for the people that don't know. Um, <laughs> so we, so we've had many discussions about like cultural stuff when we travel mm -hmm. and um, being respectful of the culture and things like that. What are like what are your top things that you've either like done yourself that you wish you hadn't done for culture, like in cultures like Italy? So like espresso culture, very different mm -hmm. from like our coffee cultures here. Like you don't drink cappuccino after lunch. And like, that would shock some people here. <laughs> but what are like, what are the things that you see people like making mistakes with most often when they're either preparing to go on a trip or just not being mindful when they're on the ground? Um, I think the biggest thing that I see in these types of trips are just the attitude and um, and wanting something but not being willing to ask questions and be wrong, which I understand it's really, it puts you in a vulnerable spot to ask questions, um, especially if you don't know something and the culture is totally different. But when you're visiting someone's, someone's home, um, you ask questions. It's just, I, I think of visiting at like a friend's house, they might want me to take off my shoes. Whereas my other friends are like, no, keep your shoes on, which might seem very weird, but it's what they do and how to respect them um, in the house, like, or wearing, I guess, like slippers in the house. And it's just little things like that, um, that are super important. And, um, and just assuming so I think that's where a lot of people get stressed out or they don't have a good time in their the country or city that they're visiting. Um, it's because they don't, they just assume something instead of asking. Um, or if someone corrects them, they get highly offended and upset. And it's like, well, just take a step back and think of something. Um, so yeah, I think that would be it. But like, honestly, I just recommend always to look up, um, I know on the government websites of most countries, um, they have like tricks and tips for do's and don'ts, currency stuff, like you can find all the information on there. And I highly recommend people to do that. And then just do a quick search. Um, luckily, a lot of people travel. I know it's been really tough the last couple of years, but there's still customs that people can look up of um, um, tipping culture is appropriate here and it is highly offensive here. Um, make sure that you visit, you are always with like a group of people when you visit this part of the city and here you can travel alone and just different things like that and being mindful. Um, I think it's really important. Yeah, agreed. And I like what you said about the willingness to be wrong because mm -hmm. I definitely learned that early on when I was traveling with our friends because like I remember so distinctly like we were getting onto the London Underground for the first time and 
in America, when you stand on an escalator, you stand on both sides because we just stand in shacks, smaller than. Mm -hmm. So I was standing on the left side, and someone was like running down, and they were like, they said it firmly, but like, you know, kind. They were like, you stand on the right side if you're not walking. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and like to me that was a little weird but then because I'm like the train keeps coming so like are you really going to be that late but like I also understand that like yeah you uh, you actually might be that late <laughs> if you don't catch the one that's leaving right now so it was an interesting thing to experience and going to a place like Portugal where Portuguese may have roots to Spanish and things like that and all of them come from a very they come from Latin so it's a similar language but Portuguese I could not read so, like, mm -hmm. I had my map out and, like, my names of places. And so, I'm like, I'm just looking for these things because there's so much you just don't know. Um, mm -hmm. And travel was what taught me the value of asking questions. Right. Like, you need an answer. Like, you're just going to have to look dumb. Like, I just embraced the stupid American stereotype while I was overseas because <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> but the thing is, is that... Uh, what I have found, at least in my experiences of traveling, that people are so willing to like correct you and tell you something different. And then they want to know, like, where are you from? And then you end up having conversations and having friends. Like, that's how you meet people, which is super cool. And we love that. Um, and yeah, as you were talking, I was thinking just an example in Thailand, like I'm I'm a pretty like loud individual that's just being around my family's loud, this and that and everything. But like in Thailand, like you, it is very rude to speak loudly. Like the a table next to you should not hear what you're talking about. They should have no idea that you, anything of the topic of conversation going on. Um, and the group that I was with, um, we were kind of a loud bunch. So we usually, so what we did um, is we sat outside and that like um, took away some of that because we really wanted to be respectful of them, but we were also talking and planning our day and we had to do certain things. Um, but we also knew if there were other people outside still, we still had to kind of keep it down. But that's just something simple that you don't really think about until you go somewhere or you look something up or you just ask a friend that's been there to the country or the city before. Um, because even in, I find even in the country, different cities have different things just like here in the states i mean we have 50 states and it's what's normal in new york is not normal in california and it's definitely not okay in florida or texas like you know so, so true <laughs> yeah it's the mindfulness that like that is key and that's what i see you trying to do as these like wellness and travel spaces like in mm -hmm. Tibet. so um we have a couple more minutes before i have to kill the recording otherwise anchor will cut me off when i Right. So I think um, people right now are itching to travel. I think we saw that back in 2020. You always want what you can't have and stuff. And then they a lot. There was a lot of regret. There were a lot of holes being taken um, about like, what do you wish you could do right now? Travel, 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 see family, travel, travel. Like it's just and 
So I think that's still there. I think what's going to be important is people being mindful of if they're going to travel, make sure that you're just respectful. Um, even if you don't necessarily agree with certain things, you're going to a different country or you're going to a different place. Just be mindful, be kind. Like there's no, kindness doesn't cost anything. Um, so I think that's really important. But in the wellness aspect of it, um, actually in my class, we were talking about um, what this generation is looking for and over even over like page or um not page what <laughs> wage compensation for jobs millennials and gen z are talking about hey i want a work-life balance mm -hmm. and I think that is so key and so important and just speaks volumes because we are not living the same life of our parents and grandparents. We're working 40, 60, 80 hours a week, you know, and, and they, we don't want that anymore. And if there's not going to be change for that, then we're going to go find somewhere else to work or we're going to do our own thing. And it's hard because some companies, a lot of companies can afford more paid time off, but some of the smaller companies can't and stuff. And so it's just finding that balance of what does this look like? Um, because they want to experience travel too. And a lot of people are not wanting to travel just to travel and stuff. They want that wellness experience with it. And sometimes that's more of an, like I said before, like an active style, or it is that spa style as well. You can do it for budget or luxury, like whatever fits your needs. Um, but I really see it just booming. Um, it's a huge industry. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is definitely going to change with millennials and Gen Z coming up. Because I honestly feel like that's why fast food restaurants struggle to have workers now. Like, mm -hmm. I honestly see that stuff leaving in mm -hmm. the next 10 years at least. Because no one wants to work that anymore because they want time off to do things and online jobs and things like that are making it possible which is cool um so yay thank you for answering that i'll give you one last final rapid fire question uh and then we'll close out what is uh your top nostalgia tv show that you always gravitate to when you need to just decompress it oh this is hard because so honestly, I just finished Queen of the South and it was a lot. Had to fast forward a bunch of things, but I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> but my, um, I, <laughs> I love how I met your mother. Yes, final answer. Love it. It's so predictable and it's the same thing over and over, but I've watched it for years and we love it. <laughs> Um, and I will have all of her social media linked below. So she has a Instagram called Sun and Salt Co. Um, that will be the best place to find her. And she's going to be releasing some wellness boxes coming in March. So mm -hmm. look out for those people. Um, and we will definitely have her back on the show. I feel like we're not going to get enough details because I'm sure we have plenty of travel stories to share. Um, <laughs> so we'll definitely want to talk about those. But thank you all for tuning in, and I will have everything linked um, that you need in the description box below. You can follow me at It's Just Madison, and we will see you the next time we record.